Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hello. Hello. I just want to say... Happy fucking New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Can this year please be better than the last, uh, I don't know, three? <laughs> I don't know. I we know. could go longer, probably. I feel like 2020's kind of rolled into two years. Like, you know, like there, there's not really like a distinct like, oh, 2020 sucked. And 21 kind of did too, and 22 was better, but still not, you know, like, we're hoping for some consistent improvement, improvement, yes. not approvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, let's, let's try, let's try our best. Because <laughs> damn, damn life. Okay. All right. <laughs> so over it. Uh, today we're talking about uh, season 10, episode 12 called About a Boy. Um so I just wanted to, before I start, I was uh, watching, I just started, I'm still in the first episode of the show called Devil in Ohio. Um, I huh. wanted to watch, I think it's on Netflix. It's like a, I think, I don't know. I think it's like a short, um, I think there's like six episodes. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe there's 10, but there's just like a season. I don't think it's going to, you know. <laughs> there's just one little chunk of it. Well, though. it's based yeah. on like a true story, I think. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like a short true crime run you know so it's got yeah. Deschanel who plays you know Bones right yeah and um and it's got um Samantha Ferris who plays Ellen in Supernatural oh, okay and um and so like the main young-ish teenage girl that I again I've only still first episode totally into it though I'm like that bitch looks familiar like so familiar <laughs> and so like I'm IMDBing it and I'm like uh, of course I recognize her from Supernatural like Oh, wow. <laughs> no one should be surprised. So, um, but she is Tina in this episode, young Tina. So, and I was just like, those fucking eyes are killing me, you know? So, and the, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I definitely haven't seen her from anything other than. I haven't seen her in anything else either. Yeah. So I was really surprised to come across her in that. So huh. anyway, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, obviously she's much older. She looks maybe a year older than she does in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, holy shit. And then I just felt stupid because I had just seen this episode and I'm like, where? Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. So we are in Pendleton, Oregon. It's nighttime. Pendleton. I yeah, have I'm no done. idea what that is. Where is that in Oregon? Um, It's Eastern. It, okay. That's where they, so the only reason that I know about Pendleton is because that's where the Pendleton Roundup is. So it's like a big rodeo that's like oh, cool. professional you know so there's like there's big ones there's like calgary and um you know pendleton puyallup is kind of one of those but like mm -hmm. there's those two are kind of like most people know about pendleton and calgary and you know okay. there i'm sure there's other ones that i'm not thinking of right now but yeah okay. anyway 
Okay, so there is a man. He's getting thrown out of the bar. Did I say we're at a bar? I think I did. <laughs> we're at a bar. In Pendleton, I don't remember. Yeah, I and know you said night. Pendleton, and then I got. I, yeah, I think I skipped that line. Okay, we're at a bar, and there's a man. He's getting thrown out of the bar by the bartender. Uh, the man says, "It wasn't me, man. I didn't take it." The bartender says, "You keep coming." Oh, no, it's somebody says. He says, "You keep on." <laughs> Are we getting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway the bartender says you keep on coming and stealing for me huh where's my money the man says it was that but the bartender says where's my money where's my money you give me my money then the bartender pushes him out of the door and the man falls on the ground the bartender says swear on my mother jp i see your face in here again i'll kill you Bitch better have my money. Yes. Then the bartender. No, I already read that. Er, I am failing. Okay. There's a homeless man who is nearby in some garbage cans. He's watching the whole fight. JP stands up. What? The way you said that. He's nearby in some garbage cans. I'm sorry. Did I say it wrong? No, no, it was fine. It was just funny the way you said it. Okay. It was like I wrote dumpster and then had a whole like midlife crisis about whether it was a dumpster or garbage cans and had to like <laughs> go dumpster, back. And... Garbage can. I don't know. Like uh, There's whatever. a big difference, Rochelle. <laughs> it was big. So I would go with, <laughs> I would go dumpster. <laughs> it was definitely garbage cans because I had to rewatch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I know this. I had eight times. <laughs> it's to the one it out. thing that I am sure of in this episode. It really <laughs> happened. The one thing. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, JP stands up and says, like hell, this is freaking America, man. You can't just. But the bartender goes back into the bar and shuts the door. JP looks over at the homeless man and says, what are you looking at? So the homeless man quickly looks away. Um, uh, JP walks over to his car and is trying to unlock it when a large man with a scar down his face uh, suddenly appears behind him. The man grabs a hex bag, a hex bag, a hex bag, <laughs> a hex bag. <laughs> you sound like a cat trying to hurl. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but cat's trying to. <laughs> I can't. Do this. Don't do it. I love it when you do it. It's like one of my favorite things you do. <laughs> well. <laughs> Is that weird? Steve, when he tries to throw up, he doesn't even, he like dry heaves first. He just kind of goes <sighs> for a while. Like he doesn't, like most cats, like when you, th I've, I've had cats almost my whole life. And a lot of times they're like, they're like, yeah, they make that weird, do the noise. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be so funny. <laughs> But if you have a cat, you know exactly what that noise means. Yep. And it will get you out of the deepest of sleeps because you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah, that noise is like <laughs> you've heard it once and you'll never forget it. And every time you have a cat, that's that's it. You know, like this is just like, OK, I hear, I hear it. Shit's getting sideways and mm -hmm. I need to run, you know? <laughs> so the first time I ever really heard a cat do that. Now, listen, I had cats all growing up and I don't remember them making that noise. I don't know. 
Maybe I just was at school when the puking happened. I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I just never Both really encountered. Growing up, did that. I just I never really heard that noise out of them, you know, at all. So yeah. when I was a teenager, um, I was at a party, like a parents aren't home, everybody's drinking type yeah. of party. <laughs> the cat's puking in the back. I I remember I was sitting in the middle of the floor. There's you know drunk teenagers all around, and I was I was sitting there with this giant fat gray cat, giant, not like. And it was like sh- a short hair. It wasn't like fluffy like Steve, you know? Yeah. But like, it was a beefy cat. Okay. Yeah, like it was like a t shirt and have it fit him. It was like the size of my torso. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I'm bonding with this cat. I step away for a second. Come, I'm walking back over to it and it's making the noise. Quick, make the noise. <laughs> no, it's more of a how. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it made that noise, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I did it again, and I'm thinking, this cat is trying to speak English to me. <laughs> like we have actually bonded enough, and now it's trying He's to communicate. <laughs> And then, of course, and I was, (laughs) and I was like, what's happening? And then, of course, all the throw up happened. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not drunk enough. So, yeah. Oh, no, we had two cats growing up that they were, we called them twins. I think they were. They were from the same litter. They looked exactly the same, but their noses were just a little different. Like, okay, fine. And, like, both of them did that. Well, I don't know why. Like, if that, I don't, I don't know. Like, I I just assumed all cats did that because both of them did. And every time somebody, like, it would, I could remember it would be, like, it had to have been, like, two or three o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden you just hear, hell. <laughs> and my parents would be like, no. <laughs> on this tangent it's <laughs> a good one um I don't know what is the last thing I said okay uh large man scar um, on his face suddenly appears behind JP when JP's trying to get into his car um yeah the- how do we get to cats vomiting <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> huh um <laughs> I think we uh, we shouldn't really think about it too hard. Probably not. Kay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so the man grabs a hex bag that's hanging around his neck, which <coughs> makes a bright flash of light appear. Uh, JP screams, and then the homeless man runs over to see what's going on. He finds a pile of clothes where JP was standing, and then the homeless man suspiciously looks up at the sky. <laughs> And we get our opening title sequence. Aliens, bro. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Dean uh, in the Men of Letters bunker, researching how to remove the market cane from his arm. Uh, we get a sort of montage, um, and we hear Crowley's voice say, after Cain killed Abel, he became a demon. And then we hear Cain's voice say, I felt connected to you right from the beginning. You and I are very much alike. I can give you the mark, Dean, if it's what you truly want. Uh, we hear Dean. Sorry, my notes again. Wonky. I have mm-hmm. terrible handwriting. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Dean's voice says, but when I kill, I kill for a reason. I'm nothing like Kane. We hear Crowley's voice say, why are you fighting what you really are? 
now Dana's on the floor in his bedroom and he's reading a large book. Uh, Sam knocks on the door and then opens it and says, hey. Dean says, hey. Sam says, caught a case. Sam hands over a tablet and says, apparently something is taking people and leaving their clothes. <laughs> Dean looks at the picture of JP on the tablet. <laughs> I know. Dean says, huh, about time this gig got an R rating. Like, okay. <laughs> Sam says, uh, no, that's not what he says. Dean says, all right, why don't you check it out? I'll hold down the fort. Sam says, Dean, you haven't left the bunker in a week. Dean says, and? Sam says, and you can't just live the rest of your life locked up in this room. Dean says, I don't know. I got three hots and a cot. Could be worse. What? What's a hot? What? Three hot meals and a cot. Oh, that's like three hot what? I think a lot of times, I mean, I could be wrong, but I've heard, I've heard people anyways, when they talk about jail, especially like, that's That's kind of like a saying that they I don't know I don't know why I don't know if it's just the people that I know that have said that or like if that's an actual thing like I don't know but okay all right (laughs) Sam says look I know you're worried about the mark Dean says yes Sam I am between what I did to Charlie Sam says Charlie forgave you how about you forgive yourself Dean says because I'm not exactly batting a thousand here you know Sam says, yeah, I do know that, but staying locked up in here, sitting on the ground reading the same lore books over and over and over again, it's not helping you. You need to get back in the game for your own good. You can beat this, Dean. Dean says, do you really believe that? Sam says, yeah, you're damn right I believe that. I don't know if he says it like that, but (laughs) felt like he did. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Dean says, (laughs) Dean says, you know, you also believed in the Easter Bunny till you were 12. Sam says, no, I didn't. And then he pauses and then says, look, I was 11. Dean says, and a half. Sam says, and a half. Right. So. (laughs) Uh, Dean says, okay. So we cut to outside the bar that PJ got thrown out of. Sam and Dean are in their fed suits talking to the homeless man. Uh, The homeless man says, and then, then, then there was this bright light. And bam, the dude's just gone. Nothing left, but, uh. Dean says, cheap suit and a pair of, I have no idea what this word is, floorshimes? Floorshimes? F-L-O-R-S-H-E-I-M-S. I didn't recognize it. Like, I don't know. Floorshimes? Uh, sure. I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I don't remember hearing that word. I did, because that's another thing I rewound. And I was like, huh? And then, oh. I, and then I did the, I didn't Google it. <laughs> so I just thought, maybe Rochelle will know. Uh, <laughs> It's fine. I don't know. Okay. The homeless man says, pretty much. Sam says, you see anyone else? The homeless man says, no, sir, officer. Dean says, and what about uh, a chill? Or did you smell any rotten eggs? The homeless man says, what? No, man. Uh, I smelled flowers, though. Sam says, you smelled flowers? What kind of flowers? The homeless man says, flowery flowers. Sam says, flowery flowers. The homeless man says, look, we all know what's going on here, okay? Dean closes his eyes and says, don't say it. The homeless man says, aliens. Dean says, he said it. Sam says, yeah, he did. The homeless aliens, bro, aliens. <clears throat> the homeless man says, dude was abducted. Believe me, I know. He looks up at the sky again and says, May 2003. Those suckers. <laughs> They grabbed me and they probed me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, 
Dean says, okay. And then Sam and Dean start to walk away. Sam says over his shoulder, thanks for your time. The homeless man calls after them. I'm talking everywhere. (laughs) Sam says, yep. Okay. Okay. And they walk away. Dean says, well, the wheels just came flying off the bus. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, no cold spots means it probably wasn't a ghost. Dean says, no sulfur means no demons. So that leaves us with what? A couple of little green dudes and a bucket of lube? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I know, right? No. (laughs) Sam says, or fairies or angels. Dean says, ugh, I'd rather have the little green dudes. I don't know, man. I don't want to get probed. Like, I I might go with angels. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, last time we saw a... uh... And the alien, I want to say, wasn't it slow dancing with somebody? So, I mean, how bad can it really be? I know, but but then he got probed, remember? That was the guy who was like, and they probed me again and again, and then one more time. Yeah, that's true, but... And then he slow danced. He said the slow dancing was worse than the probing. I don't know. I feel like the slow dancing would be very awkward, but, like... Better than getting probed. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe he has issues. (laughs) <laughs> well, he certainly does now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Sam says, all right, I'll go scope out JP's place. You uh, you ask around inside. Dean looks at the bar with concern. Uh, Sam notices and says, or you know what? We don't have to split up. Dean says, no, no, no. It's cool. I can handle a little 20 questions with the locals. Okay. Sam says, you sure? Dean says, yeah. Hey, look, it's a dive bar. It's my comfort zone, huh? Sam says, all right. <clears throat> and Sam Sam grabs the keys uh, from Dean and says, good, great. Uh, then Sam gets some baby and Dean goes into the bar. Uh, Dean walks up to the bar and sits on a stool. The bartender says, what can I do? you?" Dean says, screw it. I'm going to believe in myself. The bartender says, attaboy. <clears throat> Dean says, give me something dark and strong. Hey, did you know that guy that went missing, JP? The bartender grabs a shot glass and starts to pour some whiskey. Uh, A woman further down the bar is eavesdropping on their conversation. The bartender says, who's asking? Dean says, just an old pal. The bartender says, look, I'm sorry to hear about what happened, but guy's a lowlife. That night, I had to kick his ass out of here for stealing my tips. Whatever JP got, he probably had it coming. Dean says, ouch. Uh, And then he picks up his shot of whiskey, hesitates. And then takes it. <clears throat> Why, Dean? I thought we were thought we were not doing that, but okay. Uh, Dean's heart starts pounding, and he grabs his arm where the mark of cane is. Uh, the woman down the bar says, "JP wasn't that bad." Dean says, "You know him?" The woman says, "This isn't exactly Cheers, but yeah." Dean walks over to her, and she says, "And don't get me wrong, I would not buy a used car from the guy, but he was harmless." Dean says, so, what was his problem? The woman says, what wasn't? You're in here getting stunned while the sun's up. Your life's a regular Charlie Foxtrot. Trust me. <laughs> uh, we see uh, the large hex bag man is at a nearby table watching them. Dean says to the woman, I'm Dean. She says, Tina. Then Dean signals the bartender for more alcohol for the both of them. Uh, we cut to some time later. Dean and Tina are now at a table in the bar. A waitress puts two more shots in front of them and says, there you go. Tina says to Dean, how do you know the Royale Motel in Scranton? 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 (laughs) The office. (laughs) Oh, is that where? Okay. I actually don't watch The Office. I've never seen any of it. I, (laughs) 
So that's one of Travis's favorite shows. So I have now seen all of it. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like like I tried to watch the first episode and was just in that like this isn't this kind of humor isn't working for my mood right now. And then I just never went yeah. back to it. But I could see like times where I would enjoy it for sure. It's not bad, but it's definitely like I've seen it once. I don't feel like I need to see it again. Like okay. he, that's kind of one of his things that he'll like. I think there's like a channel that like plays reruns of it all the time, and like yeah. he's not. Like, if he just wants to, like, relax and watch something, you know, mm-hmm. funny or whatever, like, that's what he puts on. So, I've seen Got it. a lot of bits and pieces of <laughs> the episodes mm-hmm. over and over again. Okay. Um, bow, bow, bow. Where was I? Uh, Scranton. Okay. Dean says, my dad, me and my bro, we got snowed in there for a week. Tina says, well, I was there for about three months after my dad drank all our money away, lived on white rice and Tic Tacs until they kicked us out. Good times. <laughs> Dean, Dean said, my Dean says, my dad was always working, so I came up with about 101 different ways to make macaroni and cheese. Tina says, serious? Dean says, oh, yeah. Now add ketchup for spice, huh? Uh, tuna, hot dogs, fluff marshmallow mix. Tina says, oh, that's But please disgusting. not together. <laughs> together. I want to know. I mean, I don't want to, like, waste some yummy mac and cheese to find that out. But, yeah, maybe just a bite. I mean, I could see hot dogs, you know. Oh, like... sure. Hot dogs, even tuna. Not that I've done that, but it doesn't oh, sound Oh, I've done awful. tuna. It's yeah, I mean, I, I like tuna yeah. casserole, so I'm sure I would like it. Even ketchup. Okay. I like hot sauce in my mac. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to put taco seasoning in there. Oh, I've never tried that, but it sounds delicious. Especially if you do, like... If you make some, like, ground hamburger they meat mm-hmm. and put, like, taco, you know, do, like, taco meat, basically, and then just add a little bit more seasoning to the macaroni and mix it all together, it's pretty good. That does sound good. Now I want tacos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Dean says, yeah, well, my brother thought it was exotic. Tina laughs and then holds up her shot glass and says, well, here's to uh, crappy childhoods. They clink glasses. Dean says, hey, all right. Uh, his phone rings, and he says, oh, sorry. Tina says, I should go. Dean pulls his phone out of his pocket and sees that it's Sam. He says, uh. But Tina gets up and grabs her jacket. She says, before you fall hopelessly in love with me. Dean says, you going to be okay? Tina says, I always am. And then Tina walks away. Dean answers his phone and says, how are you looking? Sam says, not great. Turns out JP was about three days from getting evicted. His landlord said the guy blasted Neil Diamond 24-7. Could be worse. Uh, Yeah. It could be a lot worse. Uh, Tina gives the bartender a hug goodbye, and Dean watches them. Sam says, and that his bathroom was like staring into the devil's butt. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) Dean says, that's vivid. Sam says, and accurate. I saw it. He's like, Ew. also now I gotta wonder, did you look into the devil's butt also, Sam? Because if anyone was gonna have a chance to do that, it'd be you. I mean, they were in the cage, bro. I know. Surely there's more to the story. Okay. There's gotta be some torture element in there, you know? Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> Dean says, you saw the John or uh <laughs> Sam says, Sam says, don't. <laughs> I, don't there. I feel like that kind of answers our question yeah kind of like we're i'm not talking about this i'm not going there <laughs> uh, now oh, i'm imagining no. mark pellegrino's behind and i'm not happy about it <laughs> oh my god 
Not that he's got a bad butt. I just want to say it's a good butt. I'm sorry, Eric. I'll, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, Sam says, so you got anything? Dean says, yeah, I got a jack with two scoops of squat. Dean watches Tina leave the bar and says to Sam, I don't know, man. I think we ought to just call it a night. And uh, uh, But then Dean sees the large hex bag man walk out of the door right behind Tina. Sam says, and what, Dean? Hello? Dean says, Sammy, I think we got something. And he hangs up his phone. Uh, outside the bar, Dean follows the same path that Tina and the Hexbag Man went. Dean calls out, Tina. And then Tina screams in the distance, and the same white light flashes. Dean pulls out his gun and rushes over to a smoking pile of Tina clothes by the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded funny. <laughs> uh, as he examines them, the Hexbag Man comes up behind him. Uh, then we see, oh, I don't think that's the right note here. Dean turns around, uh, and the man grabs the hex bag hanging around his neck, and we see the white light flash. Uh, we cut to some time later. Dean opens his eyes and looks around the room he's in. There's a barred window high up on a wall. Uh, we see that he is now a fucking teenager, like a young teenager. Totally adorable still, of course. Um, uh, and he's wearing a different set of clothes. Dean is totally confused. He says, what the hell? He tries to open the locked door, but it doesn't budge. He pulls on the window bars, but nothing happens. He notices his hands look a little different, and he turns to a dusty mirror on the wall. He says, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and then he sighs. Nothing had. I know. And then he sighs and says, seriously? <laughs> he looks down at his new clothes and says, seriously? <laughs> And then he hears a teenage girl's voice say, hey, she's in the next room, which is also locked, uh, but the wall between them has like a half boarded over hole in it. She says, what's your name? Dean says, Dean. She says, Dean, <laughs> it's me. What's your name? <laughs> know, <right>. Tony. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, she says, it's me, Tina. Dean says, what? Tina says, please tell me, you know, what the hell's going on. Dean says, honestly, I'm not sure yet. Tina says, because I left the bar and then there was this, Dean says, a light, a bright light. Tina says, yes. And then I was here and I thought this was a nightmare, but oh God, if you're here, it can't be real. This doesn't. Dean says, I know, just try to stay calm, okay? Tina says, stay calm. I'm a freaking tween. And you look like some One Direction reject. And we're in some <laughs> freaky serial killer basement. I can't. I think everything she just said is accurate. And I would feel the same way. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Be yeah. like, okay. Like, I can't process this right now. Yeah, I know. Dean <laughs> says, Tina, Tina, I'm, I'm just not going to let anything happen to you, okay? Well, anything else happen to you. Tina says, this is crazy. How are you so calm? Dean says, practice. Who's your friend? <laughs> Tina says, I'm not sure. And then we see that there's a dark-haired kid uh, in Tina's room. He's sitting up on the bed with his arms crossed. Tina says, he doesn't talk. Dean stares at him and then says, JP? The kid sl slowly looks up. Uh, Dean smiles, but then the basement door creaks open, and the hex bag man uh, starts walking down the stairs leading to their rooms. The man opens the door to JP and Tina's room. And JP starts to scream. He says, ah, no. 
the Hexbag man grabs JP and Dean shouts, hey, hey, <clears throat> Dean starts, yes, hey, hey, ass butt. <laughs> Dean uh, starts trying to tear down the broken wood uh, that separates Tina and Dean's room. Tina is like screaming. Uh, then Tina grabs the Hexbag man, uh, but he pushes her away and she falls down. The Hexbag man takes PJ, JP, PJ, what's his fucking name? I wrote, I wrote PJ here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's JP. It is JP. I'm like, this seems wrong. Uh, he takes JP out of the room. Uh, JP yells, this is freaking America, man. Can't do this. But the Hexbag man closes and locks the door behind them. <clears throat> we cut back to the bar. Sam walks in and pulls out his phone to call Dean. We cut back to Dean. Uh, a covered food tray is pushed under his door. Tina says, what is it? Dean takes off the cover and finds a large slice of cake. Um, we cut back to the bar. Sam's still trying to call Dean. Then he hears Dean's phone ringing behind the counter at the bar. The bartender pulls the phone out of a jacket and turns the phone's sound off. Sam says, hey, buddy, where'd you get that jacket from? The bartender says, my bar mitzvah. And he walks around the front of the counter and says, it was a magical night. Sam says, yeah, I bet. And then Sam smashes the bartender's head on the counter and says, why don't you try that again? The bartender says, dumpster. Found it by the dumpster. Sam says, all right. Uh, come back to Dean, who is, you know, very enthusiastically eating that cake. <laughs> he says, mmm. Tina stares at the piece of cake in her room and says, they probably poisoned it. Dean stops eating and says, right, obviously. <laughs> Tina says, what do you think they're doing to JP? Dean hits the wall and says, nothing good. Dean starts feeling around on the walls, looking for anything to help them escape. He then pulls on the bars from the bed. He starts kicking it. Tina says, what are you doing? Uh, Dean kicks off one of the bars and says, getting us out of here. He moves the bed uh, to right in front of the window, stands on it, and starts to hack away at the cement, holding the bars in the window in place. Tina says, you know, before, I thought you were just another drunk. Dean looks at her and says, I prefer functional alcoholic. <laughs> and he starts hacking again. Tina says, seriously, who, what are you? Dean says, that is a long ass story. Uh, so we cut to Sam outside of the bar. He's walking around the area where Dean disappeared. Uh, he finds Dean's shoe and gun. And then there's <laughs> still not his, but he finds <laughs> Dean's shoe. I mean, he found a shoe. That's a good start. <laughs> there's yellow dust all over the gum. Uh, I think I said gum, but I meant gun. You know, the pumer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam sniffs it and says, flowers. <clears throat> so we cut back to Dean. Uh, he finally pulls one of the window bars free and says, Yahtzee. Then Dean and Tina hear a door creak. Uh, the Hexbag man is walking down the basement stairs again. Tina says to Dean, get out. Dean says, what? Tina says, hurry, I'll keep him busy. Dean jumps down from the window and over to Tina and says, screw that, you're coming with me. Tina says, there's no time, go, get help. Dean says, Tina, Tina says, I know you well. Uh, the Hexbag man begins to unlock Dean's door. Tina starts screaming at the top of her lungs. And the Hexbag man goes over to Tina's door instead, and she screams, help me, help me, please. I need a doctor now. <laughs> Probably a little bit more urgently than that, though. Uh, <laughs> Dean quickly escapes out the window, and the Hexbag man goes into Tina's room. He says, what are you screaming about, girl? 
Okay, so we cut to a motel room. Sam is on his laptop researching yarrow flowers and spells. There's a knock on the door, so he grabs his gun and cocks it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't giggle, don't giggle. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll that do kind it. Of day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he opens the door to find a young dean who is wearing a red hat. Uh, Sam does not recognize him. He says, yeah. Dean says, hiya, Sammy. Sam lowers his gun and says, Dean? <laughs> uh, Dean walks into the room and says, yeah. So Sam closes the door behind him and then stares at Dean. He says, wait a second, you're a... Dean says, uh-huh. Sam says, how? Dean says, no clue. Some scarface looking dude, bright light. Uh, Dean looks good. And, this and, is what I got out of that, a bright light. You know, like, <laughs> okay. Dean loads, you know. Dean loads his gun and then says, next thing I know, I wake up looking like Bieber. Sam says, why would someone turn you into? Dean says, don't know, don't care. Hey, we got any grenades? Sam says, what? Dean tries to walk past Sam, but Sam says, don't, wait, wait, wait a second. Talk to me. Dean says, really, Sam? Now, I got no grass on the infield, and a girl's going to die. <laughs> Sorry if I'm not in a chatty mood. Look, you want to be back in the game? I'm back in the damn game. Come on. <laughs> no like grass on the infield. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, Dean goes outside and sees a middle-aged woman holding some grocery bags. She's about to go into her motel room, but she drops her keys. Dean says, well, ma'am, allow me. And he bends down to pick up the keys for her. She smiles. He gives them to her and walks over to baby. Sam walks out of his motel room, and the woman says to him, your son is so polite. <laughs> Sam really awkwardly says, thanks. And then he goes over to baby and says to Dean, where are we heading? Dean says, tell you on the way. So Dean gets in on the driver's side and Sam on the passengers. Dean pulls the seat forward so he can reach the pedals. <laughs> but Sam's legs get squished into the dash. Sam, <laughs> I feel that pain. <laughs> I feel the needing to pull your seat all the way forward. <laughs> I've eaten my kneecaps a few times in cars. <laughs> I just have no idea what that would be like, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, Sam says, okay, okay, hey, hey, wait up, maybe I should drive. Dean looks at Sam's squished legs and says, yeah, yeah. Sam says, okay, seat, seat, seat. <laughs> so Dean moves the seat back. Uh, so we cut to a short time later in baby. Sam is driving. He says, cake, why would they give you cake? Dean says, well, don't know. It wasn't even good cake. Too dry. <laughs> uh, All of Sam a sudden, he's a baker. All right. Uh, Sam keeps looking over at Dean, uh, still totally weirded out. Dean says, what? Sam says, nothing. Okay, not nothing. Look, this is bizarre. Even for us, Dean, this is insane. You're, you're like, what? You're like 14? How does it even feel? Dean says, well, I'm me. I'm, I'm old me. But I'm a kid. It's freaking weird, dude. And Sam says, what? Dean says, there was a Taylor Swift song on on the bus that I hopped to the motel. And uh, I liked it, Sam. I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam looks 
really uncomfortable about this and finally says, okay. Dean says, my voice is weird and I've got like nine zits and I have zero control over this. And he gestures to his jungle region. <laughs> jungle region. <laughs> Dean says, I mean, it's up, it's down, it's up for no reason. <laughs> Sam says, that's enough. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let's, just, let's just call it puberty. Dean says, yeah, which sucks. Again. <laughs> Sam says, well, listen, I checked out the alley where you got jumped, and I found Yarrow. Dean says, which means what? Sam says, means we're probably dealing with a witch. Yarrow's a flower. They use it in a ton of spells. Dean says, okay, so we still got some of that witch-killing crap in the trunk? Sam says, hell yeah, so we'll get you changed back and then light Sabrina's ass up, right? Dean says, uh, yeah, about that. It turns out this whole freak show has an upside. And then Dean pulls up his sleeve to show Sam that he does not have the mark of Cain. Dean says, the mark is gone. Sam says, how? Dean says, well, I figured this hoodoo slammed me back into the body I had when I was 14. Sam says, you didn't have the mark then. Dean says, yeah, and if we reverse the spell... Sam says, then it's going to come back. Dean says, that's what I'm thinking. So maybe we don't. Sam says, wait a second. Are you saying you want to stay like this? Dean says, no, no. But if it's between being a psycho rage monster, borderline demon, or a teenager, well, Sam <laughs> says, really? Like, Sam is not for this. He's like, no, that's better than being a teenager. I know. He's like, <laughs> let's not go there. <laughs> yep. Dean says, look, I'm not a fan either, but Sam, this is problem solved. And I'm still me. I can still hunt. I'm just, you know, dewier. <laughs> Where am I? Sam, okay, Sam says, okay, look, you have a point, kind of, but dude. Dean says, I know, some good news though, virgin liver. So what do you say when we're done going our hero, when we're done doing our hero thing, we take her for a test drive. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, sure. I mean, you can drink again in, what, like seven years? Dean says, that's not funny. <laughs> Sam <Pretty> says, funny. <laughs> no. Sam says, it's kind of funny. Dean says, that's not funny. Sam says, oh, come, come on, man. It's kind of funny. Uh, so we switch to, we cut to a short time later. Uh, Sam and Dean walk up to the house that Dean escaped from. There's a light on inside. Uh, Sam says, looks like someone's home. Dean says, okay, let's go in through the basement. Get Tina out first. Sam says, all right. And he follows Dean to the house. Uh, uh, where am I? I forgot some notes here. Okay, uh, inside, the hex bag man starts to walk down the stairs to Tina's room. Uh, she's still locked up. She looks out the window in her room. Uh, as Sam and Dean approach the house, they walk past a bunch of yarrow flowers growing nearby. Back in the basement, the hex bag man opens Tina's door. Outside, Sam and Dean reach the window that Dean escaped out of. Dean says, still open. Uh, he opens the window wider and looks in. He calls out, Tina? Uh, but she is not in her cell. Dean says to Sam, all right, let's go. Sam points at the window and says, Dean, I'm way too big to fit in that. Dean smirks and says, first time you ever had to say that, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, big talk coming from the dude wearing underoos. Dean says, okay, good one. Here, why don't you I go and have fair. another <laughs> way? It is fair, yeah. 
Sam says, yeah. So Sam goes around the back and Dean slides in through the window. He walks around the basement with his gun and flashlight out. He sees Tina's piece of cake uh, and pushes aside a bucket. And behind it, he finds a human skull covered in cobwebs. Yeah. Um, suddenly, Dean becomes aware of someone behind him. Uh, he turns around quickly, but the person is gone. Uh, and then he gets attacked by the hex bag man. Who, uh, he gets Dean in a chokehold, but then Sam hits the hex bag man on the head with his gun, making him collapse on the floor. Sam and Dean point their guns at him, and Sam says, don't. Dean says, where's the girl? Uh, the hex bag man says, upstairs, alive. Dean says, what did you do to us? The hex bag man says, nothing. I'm no witch. I just work for one. Sam says, crappy gig. Where is he? The hex bag man says, she. And she is the worst person in the world. Dean says, is that so? The hex bag man says, I've been with her for centuries. Things I've seen her do. My sister and I. She made us hurt people, kill people. And when we tried to escape, she caught us and tortured me. And he gestures to his scarred face. He says, and then she made me eat poor Gretel's heart. Sam says, wait, which Gretel? What are you saying that you're the hex bag man says, Hansel. My name is Hansel. Sam says, Hansel and and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel, like like the fable, like Brothers Grimm. Hansel stands up and says, it wasn't a fable. It was based on a true story. They just gave it a happy ending. Dean says, oh, okay. We get to barbecue a celebrity. Cool. <laughs> Hansel says, you can't kill her. You're just men. Sam says, we're more than that. And he grabs a Molotov cocktail off the floor and says, we're hunters. Okay. You know what? I did these notes a while ago. I don't actually remember a Molotov cocktail on the floor. How did that get there? I doubt it. That, that, I don't remember. Right? I don't remember that being a thing. I don't either. Am I crazy? Did I make up this? Okay. I guess we'll find out someday. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. Molotov cocktail. There it is. It's happening. <laughs> it's there. We don't know why, but it is. <laughs> yep. uh, Sam says, we're hunters. Hansel says, ah, then let me help. Dean says, help? What's in it for you? Hansel says, because if you're going to fry that candy-coated bitch, I want in. Sam says, you want to help? Tell me how to turn him back. Dean says, Sam, it can wake. Sam says, tell me how. Hansel says, the hex bag that I'm wearing, it will reverse the spell. Squeeze it, and you'll return to your proper age. Look, we waste the witch. I give you the cure. Deal? So we cut to upstairs in the kitchen. The witch... Okay, I'm going to say her name. Is it is it Katja? Katja? It, it's spelled K-A-T-J-A. I know that because of the subtitles, but I don't Katja, remember how it's I think. I don't know. Katja? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. All right. I may say it differently every time, but. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> So, we Katya, all know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, she is chopping onions. Uh, Tina is tied to a chair with a gag in her mouth. Uh, the witch tosses some onions into a large pot of boiling soup. Katya says, your friend JP didn't have much meat on his bones. Uh, but a good cook works with the ingredients she's given. Katya slurps some soup. And that's hard to say. Slurp some soup. Okay. <laughs> and says, hmm, oh, wunderbar. <laughs> uh, uh, then she says, oh, don't worry, Lipshin. You're good. Oh, I just, sorry. You're too good for soup. I'm thinking a nice, sweet chili glaze, a few hours roasting in the oven, and an apple in your mouth. 
And then Katya opens the door to the large oven and puts in some firewood. Hansel opens the door into the kitchen and she says, Hansel. Uh, but Sam and Dean walk in after her. Dean says, and pals. Sam and Dean point their guns at Katya. She says to Dean, well, our lost lamb, I thought we'd have to go looking for you. Maybe even abandon our home sweet home here. I never dreamt you'd be stupid enough to come back on your own. Hansel, take care of them. But Hansel doesn't respond. Dean says, yeah, he's not exactly your biggest fan. Uh, we see that Dean is now holding this maybe fake <laughs> Molotov cocktail. I don't know. <laughs> this thing. I don't know. <laughs> I might have made up. I don't know. Uh, Sam says, maybe you shouldn't have made him chow down on his sister. Katya says, I never made Hansel do anything. Dean looks at the witch with confusion and Hansel quickly grabs Sam's gun and knocks him to the ground. Dean says, damn it. And he tries to light the Molotov cocktail, uh, but without success. Uh, Hansel points Sam's gun at Dean and says, they're hunters. Dean finally gets the lighter working. And Katya says, I don't know how to say this word. Rumpatur? It's like rump and then A-T-U-R. I'll lose one word. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> something at them, which <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, the Molotov. Okay, uh, okay. So it's like a spell word. So the Molotov cocktail flies out of Dean's hand and smashes on the wall behind him, and then Dean gets on the floor next to Sam. Katya says, "Now, who's hungry?" Hansel says to the boys, "Don't move." Katya goes over to Dean and fills his. She says, oh, oh, scrawny. We'll have to fatten you up. <laughs> I was like, Dean's not scrawny, but I guess he's 14. So, okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. Dean pulls his arm away from her and says, don't freaking touch me. Katya says, oh, I'm going to do more than that. She grabs Dean's jaw and says, children. Oh, they're so sweet and innocent. She licks her fingers and says, and delicious. You'll see. Hansel chuckles and Katya says, when I cook him up, I'll give you some, hmm? Sam says, if you like kids so much, why not go after kids? What's with this whole fountain of youth? Katya says, hmm, in the olden days, if a child went missing, ah, uh, the young died all the time. Now, though, with all your Amber Alerts and your milk cartons, a person fillets one rugrat and people get so angry. Dean says, yeah, I blame Obama. I don't really understand that, but okay. Katya says, so. I improvise. I take adults no one will miss and give them back their youth. Dean says, and then Kentucky fry him. Katya says, it's the only way I can eat in peace. Uh, Sam starts covertly fishing for the knife in his back pocket. Dean notices and tries to distract Katya. He says, so, uh, is it worth it? I mean, word on the street is people taste kind of like chicken. Katya Ew. says, I know. Katya says, a bit. European children are more uh, free range. Gamier. Americans, though, oh, they are heaven. Fattier. The meat, so finely marbled, it's almost buttery. I just can't get enough. Dean says, hmm, awesome. Katya says, no, I am in awe. This is my first visit to your country, and I have to say, God bless the USA. Dean says, oh, so you're a tourist. Katya says, no, it's business, not pleasure. An old friend is causing trouble, and the Grand Coven asked me to take care of her. Poor, stupid Rowena. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Sam finally gets the knife out of his back pocket. Dean says, wait, Rowena? She got red hair and a thing for ritzy hotels. Katya says, how do you know that? 
Sam suddenly jumps up and punches Hansel right in the face, making him fall to the ground. And then Dean tackles him. Katya goes after Sam with her knife, but Sam knocks it out of her hand. Uh, then she knocks the knife out of Sam's hand. Uh, she uses her witch power to throw him up against a bookcase. Hansel and Dean are struggling. And then Hansel gets on top of Dean and slams his body over and over into the floor. <laughs> Tina, tries to, know, Tina tries to scream through her gag. Uh, Katya opens up the oven door and Sam is trying his best to get up, but he's too weak. Hansel throws Dean up against the side of the refrigerator. Katya says, now you'll burn. Dean kind of slides to the ground and Hansel says to him, stay down, boy. Katya says, turn him. Hansel chuckles. Dean notices that there is a knife on the ground, one of the kitchen knives. Hansel goes to touch the hex bag around his neck, but it's not there. Hansel says, the hell? He turns around and sees Dean holding it by its strings. Scrappy Dean's little shit. <laughs> right. Dean squeezes the bag and the whole room lights up. And Dean turns back into his normal age. He grabs the knife and stabs it into Hansel's chest. And then he goes over to Katya, uh, stuffs the hex bag into her mouth. Um, Dean struggles, but manages to get her into the giant oven. And then he closes the door. She screams and bangs on the door um, while Dean locks it. Uh, so we cut to, did I miss something? I guess not. Okay, so we cut to Sam, Dean, and Tina outside of the witch's house. Tina says, that was crazy, like psycho crazy. And you do this all the time? Dean says, all the freaking time. Sam says, not all the time. <laughs> Tina says, so, can you turn me back? Dean says, the hex bag went up in flames. I am so sorry, Tina. She looks disappointed. Sam says, we may be able to reverse engineer the spell, though. Tina looks at her reflection in the window of the house. She says, or maybe you don't. Sam says, come again? Tina says, I got three ex-husbands, 50 grand in debt, and not much else. I was kind of a crappy adult. Maybe I'll do better this time around. Get out of town, get a fresh start. This is my second chance. Everybody wants a second chance, right? Dean says, sure you're going to be all right? Tina says, like I told you, I always am. Sam says, can we at least give you a ride somewhere? Tina nods and walks over to baby. Dean holds out his hand to Sam and says, give me the keys. So we cut to... Sorry, uh, that's not me that's making that gagging sound. It's the dog. Is she gagging? What's happening? I don't know. She was just laying there all of a sudden. She's like, what? <laughs> uh, Uh-oh. Okay, anyway. Well, she's okay. right now, but uh, I don't know. Hairball, uh, I guess. Uh, whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, mar, mar, mar. We cut to the Great Plains bus line station uh tina sam and dean are standing outside sam counts uh through some cash and says all right here you go it's all the cash we got sam gives it to tina and she says thanks for everything dean says you stay safe out there you hear <laughs> like a <laughs> grandpa okay <laughs> tina says i will tina gives dean a hug and a kiss on the cheek she says and hey we'll all of us have the royal motel right dean smiles and nods Tina walks into the bus station, and Sam and Dean walk over to Baby. Dean says, so, Grand Coven, any ideas? Sam says, doesn't sound good. Dean says, well, sounds like an 80s hair metal band. You know, <laughs> a lot of hairspray, a lot of eyeshadow, a lot of kitar. <laughs> Sam just stares at him, and Dean says, no, nothing? Come on, man, I'm painting a word picture here. 
Sam says, is it back? Dean pushes up his sleeve to show Sam the mark of Cain. Dean says, look, I know what you're going to say, okay? But you were in deep. Sam says, I know, I know. You saved me and you saved Tina and pulled a Dean Winchester. Thank you. Dean says, anytime. Sam says, look, man, do I wish the mark was gone? Yes, of course. Absolutely, I do, but I wanted you back. And now here you are, and you didn't hulk out, so I'll take the win. As for the rest of it, the mark, everything else, we'll figure it out. We always do. Dean says, damn right, let's get out of here. So Sam and Dean get into the Impala. Dean smiles and says, oh, I'm back, baby. He turns the car on and then the radio. And suddenly out of the speakers, Taylor Swift's song, Shake It Off, starts to play. <laughs> uh, Sam looks at Dean, waiting for him to change it. But Dean thinks about it, gives him a little smile, and then accelerates. And they drive off listening to Tay Tay. <laughs> and credits. Okay, so my um, <laughs> my only two thoughts, because that's all I've got us to, um, is that you know that Dean is, you know, completely holding himself up and it's getting bad when, like, Sam is like, you're a danger to society. Also, you need to get out of the house, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Dear goodness, get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, other than that, the only... <laughs> So the whole like shake it off thing, right? So like this isn't part of the interesting facts, but the whole like Hillywood, you know, thing. Um, this was totally the thought I was gonna say to you. <laughs> okay, well, so no. I, mine's more of like a, I don't know, question, I guess. Like, huh? and it doesn't say this in the interesting facts, but like, did they put this song, this, this specific Taylor Swift song in at the end because of Hillywood's thing, or did Hillywood use Shake It Off because it's in the episode? That's why Hillywood used this song. Okay. To do the parody on it's, it's absolutely. It's like when I, when I've showed a couple people that video, they're like, I don't understand. So I had to explain like, well, it's because they used this song in this episode. Yeah. So yeah, that's why, that's why Hillywood chose that song. Yeah. Okay. And that and that so. whole video, like if you look at the the actual um, video for Shake It Off, like the Hollywood parody mirrors that video. That's why there's like the you know ribbon thing and stuff because that's all in that video of Taylor. Swift. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. the Taylor Swift video, but <laughs> everything in yeah everything in the parody will make a lot more sense if you watch Taylor Swift's video first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh. <laughs> I like it as it is. <laughs> it's actually a really funny video because she's just making fun of herself the whole time. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember fun. at one point, like, I, I'm sure I, I think I have seen the video or at least a part of the video because doesn't at one point she puts like a tutu on and like. And is, can't do ballet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. And I think she had point shoes on, too, which all in my the back of my mind, I'm sitting there watching this going your feet must hurt so bad because I'm guessing that you did not put oh, those on correctly. You oh, know, like <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember the shoes part, but you did ballet. So yeah, you would notice that. I don't remember that. Yeah. I I'm not sure whoever time. like, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was her idea to wear them or somebody else's idea to wear them, but I'm sure that somebody would have said like, Hey, you should like look how those are actually worn. So you don't, kill yourself you know <laughs> yeah i don't but, know 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like but, I just sit there and go, yeah, that looks so uncomfortable because I can't imagine that you were wearing those correctly. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah. um, those are my thoughts. <laughs> well, that was my thought too. That's so funny. <laughs> um. So, what was your favorite moment from this episode? Uh, well, I liked a lot about this episode. I thought it was really funny. Um, but I I do love. You know, Dean, this feels really creepy to say now just because that actor is like supposed to be 14 in this episode. And anyway. <laughs> I know that he's probably not at that time. I'm sure he's way older. But like, you know, talking about his lack of control over his boners, like, that yeah. was hilarious <laughs> to me. And, you yeah. know, it's it's funny when it's, you know, Dean being an old dude. But like, yeah. now that I'm talking about a teenager, I feel super creepy. So, <laughs> well, you're right. not talking about a teenager. So, okay. Thank you. That's an interesting fact. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so, all right. Well, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> um, mine had to kind of do with that. And it was when Dean was talking, or he said that he has no grass on the infield. I just like, for some <laughs> reason, that just it was really funny to me. <laughs> it is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. at least it's up sometimes. That's a good sign. <laughs> like, I'd like to, like, okay, you're 14. Like, you I don't know. Probably. Like, I feel like most people are going through puberty at that point. Like, you're saying that you either haven't gone through puberty yet because you have no grass on the infield. <laughs> Maybe Dean was a late bloomer. I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I mean. Uh everyone's different <laughs> oh yeah for sure but it was just kind of funny I'm like hmm you know like, yep, make yep. you think about things that you didn't really want to think about you know like, yeah yep, agreed yep. anyway creepy about thinking about teenagers again so <laughs> I wonder how old that actor was when he actually filmed this I know he's been in a couple other episodes as young it's in the interesting facts oh good okay <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of interesting facts, <laughs> we to just get right into this. Okay, okay. Whole <laughs> oh, transitions. Okay. Smooth. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. So, uh, the first interesting fact it says the song played at the end of the episode of "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Um. Jared Padalecki, Jensen Ackles, Misha Collins, and many other former cast members. Reese, or it says recently teamed up, so I'm guessing this was written quite a long time ago. Um, with the Hollywood show of YouTube to do a supernatural parody video of the song called Mark of Cain. Mm-hmm. Um, it says hysterical. Dylan- P.S. It's so funny. Really yeah. specifically, um, Rob Benedict, you know, who plays Chuck, um, dressed up like Cain, and that whole thing is so fucking funny like please yeah. watch also Osric Chow as Sam mm-hmm. is just delightful so yeah Everything I like yeah. their like little dance moves where they like uh, each have their individual moments of like you know like Jared's like quickly unbuttoning his shirt and like being all he's dramatic like, and aggressive he's, like goofy stripping. self yeah. you know yeah it's <laughs> kind of like, like that nah. okay yep. Yep. <laughs> um uh, so it says Dylan Everett, the actor who played 14-year-old Dean, was 20 years old when the episode was filmed. Nice. All right. I feel not creepy. I mean, you know what? 20 years old. A little old. less, but still. still. Creepy, but. <laughs> He's <less> legal. <laughs> yes. Legally creepy. 
Yeah. No, I don't like that term. I don't like that term at all. I'm never going to say that again. I'm sorry. I don't know. You just are amazing in the background, but you're like legally creepy. And she goes, oh. <laughs> I mean, at least she's comfortable calling me out. So <laughs> I regret a lot of things. Oh, God, you guys. <laughs> right. Even though she can't hear anything that you're saying because I am, in fact, wearing headphones. But she's got that dog hearing. She can probably hear everything I'm saying right now, Maisie. Probably. Maisie. Can you hear me, Maisie? She's also currently asleep, so. Okay. I think part of it was, she's so dramatic. So, like, she sleeps underneath the bed and, like, right underneath me because she's always got to be attached to me somehow, whether it's, you know, like, next to me, underneath the bed, whatever, you know. Hmm. (laughs) And, like, all through the night, she'll, like, she acts like she's, like, 100 years old. Like, she's one, by the way, you know, (laughs) like. Yeah. She'll, like, switched positions at night and stuff and she'll just like oh you know and it's like you act like your life is so hard you know or like she'll be sitting there on the couch and we'll be watching you know whatever and like she'll be sleeping and then she'll switch positions and she's like oh you know and you're just like come on you know like <laughs> your old bones having a hard time moving like good grief drama queen you know like <laughs> She's yep. just, you know, like, you know, she's not hurting. She's just dramatic, you know, but yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, so it says uh, the actor who plays young Dean Dillard Everett's birthday is January 24th, which is the same as Dean's. Oh, that's so weird. Uh, I feel like I saw that somewhere, too, at some point. And is it this didn't... the actor's first episode? I can't remember if we've seen him before or if we're going to see him in the future. Um, did he play was he in that episode as young Dean where he got like he got caught stealing food and so John let him go to like the you know boys home or whatever and it doesn't say in this that he was in any other episodes but it's possible I wonder if that was him so I just mean like are we going to see him again or have we seen him before I guess oh yeah I don't know it like usually they say that sort of stuff in here but like also this is just people writing whatever so like it could be that nobody's made that connection yeah (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what what's the name of that episode I thought that god I can't fucking remember that even what season that was uh that's a good question. I, I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. Here, you keep reading. I'll see if I can figure this shit out. Okay. Um. So it says, where am I? Oh, so Dean asks Tina what JP's problem was. She says, what wasn't? You're in, you're in here getting stunned while the sun's up. Your life's a regular Charlie Foxtrot. Um, Charlie Foxtrot is a military, or er, is military slang for disaster, which I feel like that would mean like CF stands for something. At, like, does that mean like, like, what would the CF be? Like, can't function? I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, huh. I don't, like, usually stuff, I, I feel like things that I've heard that sound kind of like that or, like, some sort of abbreviation for something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I found I my know. answer. Sorry to okay. interrupt you. No, you're um, good. It, it is the same actor from that episode. So it was just last season, season nine. Okay. So he does play young Dean. Uh, and that okay. episode is called Bad Boys. So I wonder if this is the last time we see him. Kind of hope not. Maybe. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't remember any flashback episodes other than the ones that we've seen. But also, I don't remember a lot of the things that is even coming up. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> you know, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so it says in one scene, a cuckoo clock can be heard chiming the hour. Um, cuckoo clocks are native to the Black Forest region of Germany, when uh, where the original tale of uh, Hansel and Gretel comes. I remember going to that town, actually, when I was in Germany. I think it's that town. No, 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 no. This is the town that they have all the um, buildings painted. And they've got all the different, like, scenes from different things that are all over the buildings. Um, it's an older town, I think. Um, but I remember going into a store and, like, which, I mean, looked like a house, right? And mm-hmm. they had, like, 8 million of these things everywhere you know like all over the walls I mean not in a bad like but that you could tell that they just sold those clocks and like that was what they did and they were all over the place you know like they're every like all the walls like all the tables and everything were like filled with these cuckoo clocks all to like these tiny little ones to these like huge ones like it was kind of cool um that sounds pretty cool I would imagine that they probably don't have them all um, turned on to where they're all going off all the time. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, right. Like, imagine every, like, hour you have to go through, or you just have to sit there and listen to all the, like, crazy sound, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway. <laughs> um, so, it says, uh, the episode gets its title from 1998, coming-of-age novel and subsequent 2002 drama-slash-romance of the same name, starring Nicholas Holt and Hugh Grant. What's the name of this episode again? I can't remember. About a boy. About, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I did not know that was Nicholas Holt as a kid. That's crazy. I watched that, you know, way back when that came out on, you know, VHS. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I feel like... I've heard of the title, but I, that's it, you know? <laughs> yeah, so Nicholas Holt was, you know, a, a boy. I did not connect that that kid to him now. That's so funny. I don't I even know who like Nicholas Holt is. Oh, he's so. adorable. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's super cute. What else has he been in? <clears throat> um, he was the guy in um, Mad Max, not Max. That's um, That's Tom Hardy, isn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen that. He's like the, oh, you haven't seen that friggin' movie? No. Holy crap. Okay. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. Hold on. Let me see what else he's been in. Because, um, of course, I can't pull anything out of my butt right now. Um, but, yeah. No, I'm sure that you, I'm sure you will recognize him from something. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Let me pull up his. Filmography. Okay. Uh, did you ever see Warm Bodies? That like zombie romance comedy? Nope. He's an X Men. Um, Haven't seen that. Um. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you watched that that show called The Great? Like Captain nope. the Great. Okay. Let me see what else he's been in. <laughs> There's a lot of things I haven't seen. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's all right. Um. That's kind of it. And he's been on a million things, but um, that you may have seen. Did you ever see Jack the Giant Slayer? Nope. Okay. That is probably it for stuff you would have seen. Yeah. Well, crap. He's uh, <laughs> he's a hottie. I'll just say okay. that, and we'll, we'll watch some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Was I? Nicholas uh, Holt. Okay. 
Um, so it says, uh, Sam tells Dean, so we'll get you changed back and then light Sabrina's ass up. Uh, Sabrina, the teenage witch is a 1970s Archie comic book series. Um, it says, um, Dylan Everett plays young Dean in this episode in the curious case of Dean Winchester. When Dean gets turned into an old man, the actor who plays the old Dean is called Chad Everett. They, however, have no relation to one another. Oh, that's so funny. They both have the same last names, though. <laughs> Weird coincidence. That actor, both of these actors did a really good job. Playing acting, Dean. Acting like Jensen. Yeah, just the mannerisms mm-hmm. and stuff. I know the actor mm-hmm. who played old Dean passed away um, since that episode. I can't remember if it was recent or not. But um, I did read somewhere, I think, that, um, what's happening? What am I looking at? Am I looking Sorry, at Sorry, Maisie? Maisie's running what? in her sleep. Oh, she's so cute. No, she Maisie, quit. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> She's like, they're looking at me. Crap. <laughs> um, I think, didn't, didn't Dylan Everett, didn't he, like, watch a bunch of seasons of Supernatural so that he could get Dean's mannerisms right? I'm pretty sure he did. I don't know where I feel I like I, that was you, in that was the other episode that he was in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that was an interesting fact for that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, uh, okay, um, so it says, um, when Dean asks Tina if she knew JP, she says this isn't exactly Cheers, but yeah. Um, Cheers is a 1980s TV comedy set in a Boston bar where everyone knows your name. Um, it says, uh, Leslie Nichol, who plays Katya, plays um, a cook in the series Downton Abbey, who's Miss Patmore. That was one of my interesting facts, but I didn't want to say it because it was going to just be stated twice <laughs> or not by interesting oh, fact, my um, thoughts. thoughts I was like I, I know that lady you know yeah you're right I was like why does she look so familiar and yeah mm-hmm. it's from that for sure she's How the funny. cook from Downton Abbey <laughs> yeah, yeah um it says uh there's a clear reference to this character when she's chopping onions making soup and planning a meal with or in this episode mm-hmm. um it says when young Dean says Scarface looking dude bright light next thing I know I wake up looking like Bieber um jensen ackles uh has the same birthday as justin bieber which is march 1st weird (laughs) um it says at the site of this uh of the first death dean mentions a cheap suit and a pair of floor shames uh floor shame shoes started or floor shine probably yeah floor shine uh shoes started um in the 1890s and by 1930 was one of the largest american manufacturers of high quality men's footwear um in the 19 brand yeah um in the 1950s floorshine stores were common enough that the very name was slang for shoes in general um and dean's use of the term is oddly dated (laughs) interesting okay um would have made sense for old dean (laughs) Yeah. yeah um it says this is dean's second reference to bieber the first being um in episode five of this season from fan fiction mm-hmm. um it says uh mark atchison i'm guessing is how you say his name i don't know um who plays hansel in this episode also played the tooth fairy in season five episode six from i believe the children are our future and i totally like once i read that i was like oh yeah like remember the big guy in the tutu that's like the sketchy like sketchy ass tooth fairy no I don't really? remember that when, at like, all. He's drawing all these different things and they're coming to life and all that sort of stuff. And he like draws a picture of the tooth fairy and he draws a picture of, oh, what was the, some of the other stuff? Like the unicorn that killed somebody and like all that sort of stuff. 
I don't. I wonder if this was like traumatic for me and I blocked it because that is not ringing any bells. You, you don't I believe that, that children are a future. What happens in that episode? It's the kid who's like, I don't remember if he, um, oh gosh, I don't, so I don't remember what was up with the kid and why this was happening specifically, but the kid was like drawing all these like pictures of like what he thought the tooth fairy looked like and like unicorns and all these different things and like they were coming to life in the town and like killing people remember when like the unicorn like stabs somebody through the wall it like somebody like goes and like hides behind something and like the unicorn runs up and like stabs them through the wall and like the tooth fairy like sneaks in and is all like I don't like kills somebody I don't like I remember I mean like you saying that kind of like strikes a, a memory but like I can't visualize any of it like so when you say unicorn episode five. six you should look it up okay I'm doing that because I know you that should... once you like see pictures you'll remember it and like the guy like I just remember this guy like being a big like burly kind of like like just oh, this like is the antichrist look- episode right Jesse the antichrist right I don't know um Yes. Okay. I do remember that. So he's the one who makes Cass into a little action figure. Sure. It's that episode. Okay. Right? I don't know. Okay. It's literally I all remember I remember both of those things, but I don't remember them being in the same episode. Yeah. I, that doesn't okay. mean it's not, you know, like I just don't remember it, you know. Um, How funny. Okay. But yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, like big scary tooth fairy guy with a tutu on. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I don't remember that. And I think it was probably traumatic. Okay. <laughs> so I blocked it. That's funny. Okay. I believe you. I believe you that it happened. That's just weird that I can't. Yeah. That's like really the that. only thing I remember from that episode was that. And I'm pretty sure the unicorn was the same episode too. Um, yeah. When you say like unicorn stab somebody, like all I can think of is cabin in the woods and that glorious part. So yeah. Oh, I don't remember that in cabin in the woods, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember it unicorn, that's one of the like, that's one of the monsters that comes out of the, the elevator towards the end where, where like it's like the facility is like purging all the monsters that are kept. Oh, and the, yeah, you, the okay. unicorn is one of them and it just comes and like it's all like glorious and majestic and it just like gores somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do kind of remember that now. that you, Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, the last one is, uh, this is not the first time Sam and Dean have had to deal with one of them becoming a teenager. Um, here, Dean has been reverted back to his teenage self. Um, in season five, episode 12, Swap Meat, Sam has his body switched with that of a teenage boy. That which really is not him episode. as a teenage boy, but like, Girl. yeah. Yeah. Um, that was and, a very funny episode. I felt yeah. There's, there is one other one that like, I'm not really sure where this came from but it says um Leslie Nickel who plays Katya the witch who captured Hansel and Gretel um it says she's not Gretel herself as some think so there must have been people at the time that are like oh that's Gretel like I don't like that to me like seems kind of oh that's yeah I've never heard that and that didn't really make sense to me either yeah like the that that fact didn't really make sense but I guess I was like well I don't know like apparently there's people who think that she's Gretel so I guess I might as well read it (laughs) I don't know (laughs) but anyway okay so so our research for this week for this week (laughs) 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 what (laughs) now I'm like Um, apple 
bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. Because that's fur. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Kelly the other day was like, what are apple bottom jeans? So, yeah. I didn't know that they were an actual brand. I thought that was just, I thought that was just the description of jeans that make your butt look apple-y. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's an actual, I mean, I know it's an actual brand, but I think the brand, granted, this is what I've been told. I've not actually seen a pair of these jeans, so this could be somebody that was totally lying to me and trying to, like, pull one over on me, but, like, the pockets on the back are, like, shaped like apples or something like that, or I don't know. Like, I'm gonna look that up now, because now that I say that, like, that just kind of sounds ridiculous, and I feel like somebody was trying to, like, pull one over on me yeah and I'm gonna look it up too this is <laughs> this is kind of funny they are they do they have apple shaped butt pockets okay I'm looking oh yeah okay well there we go is, now we know that is that the whole how much are that I'm not that I'm gonna get them but like someone told me they were kind of pricier I mean back in the day probably I don't know what they are now yeah right right <laughs> I can honestly say that I have never noticed anyone having these kind of jeans on. Like, oh, no, they have no a one. website. There is new styles coming soon. Hmm. Let's see. I'm just going to find a singular pair of them and see. How do I do that? Their website is literally all just like <laughs> pictures. There's no, I wonder if they even, it says back at it again, new style. Oh, they must be like out of business or something. Oh, okay. And then they, they're, going to be going back into business or something. I don't know. Okay. Apple bottom jeans price. All right. <laughs> 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 now I'm going to go with original price. This is hilarious. They're all used at this point. This is right. Maybe <laughs> they don't. We've gone. I know. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, like, when I looked into it, I was like, oh, this is real. And then I was like, and we're done. We're talking about something else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's just like, I'm not going to get these. You're not going to get these. So, you know. Now I'm going to, like, look at everyone's butt pockets. See if they got apples on them. Their last ad campaign was in 2010. So I oh, don't know okay. if there's even really, like, any yeah. around. All right. Now we know. Now that's not really what Wikipedia stuck in my head. says. Yeah. We don't really trust Wikipedia, but like, you know. Yeah. Most of the ones that I'm finding are like on sale, like obviously all pre-used for like, you know, $15 to $50 to whatever. There was something that I saw on here that said that they were $117. And mm. maybe those were like new. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Let me see. There's a <laughs> on Zappos. Hmm. Um, I don't think Zappos sells used stuff. I could be wrong. They're a shoe thing, but yeah, they, they have clothes too, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Like they might have like. Well, it doesn't have any. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a brand that was founded by Nelly in 2002. Yeah, Nelly and a couple other people. Look, what okay. I'm looking at. Interesting. <laughs> There's uh, a revival of them coming. This is really funny. I'm glad we're recording this. I know, like, what is happening? <laughs> I wonder if it'll say, like, price on there. That's what I'm trying to, like, 
I mean, I think if it had come out with new ones, that would be the first thing that came up for us. Everything no, I'm I think seeing... they're, like, working on launching it, but they haven't done it yet. Okay. It's like everything I'm seeing is just, like, used. So. Hmm. Okay. Huh. It says it they're say... designed for women with full hips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, I'm over it. But it looks <laughs> like there was some that were on sale for $117. So. Damn. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't anywhere think from ever... fifteen to one hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever had a pair of pants, any kind of pants that cost that much. I've definitely had like a no. dress or like a formal outfit that has cost mostly in like a I'm a bridesmaid type of way, you know, yeah. <laughs> cost that much and just like you know formal, but not not just like a pair of pants, even like nice dress pants. I don't think. I think the most yeah. expensive like clothing or you know accessory type thing that I've ever bought is my sparkly cowboy boots and those were like three hundred dollars yeah yeah granted I also had gift cards that helped with that so nice yeah but like that's okay that was for your like birthday party and so like yeah yeah that was fine yeah I don't even know if I've spent that much on a pair of any like I don't I think I think I've gone over 200 for shoes, which is not normal for me. I don't like that's not a normal <laughs> thing, but I think it has happened in the past. But other than that, I'm trying to think of besides like, you know, a formal dress for an event, um, maybe a coat I had once was, you know, up yeah. there. But even that, I think shoes are probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most I've ever spent that I can remember on any article of anything other than those boots are like my Birkenstocks, which those are like 90 bucks, depending on you yeah. know, if you can get them on sale or not or whatever, you know? Yeah, man. Ooh, sorry, I'm yawning. Okay. Because I pretty much live in those things. So there's that. <laughs> yep. But anyway, so our research. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Like, I don't even remember how we got here, but you know, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, so it's off of all that's interesting.com. And the title is Discover the Truly Grim History Behind the Fairy Tale of Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Um, so it says, when a great famine, when a great famine struck Europe in 1314, <laughs> mothers abandoned their children and in some cases even ate them. Scholars Ugh. believe that these tragedies gave birth to the story of Hansel and Gretel. It says the notorious tale of Hansel and Gretel has been translated into 160 languages since the Brothers Grimm first published the German lore in 1812. Dark dark as it is, the story features child abandonment, attempted cannibalism, enslavement, and murder. Unfortunately, the origins of the story are equally, if not more, horrifying. It says most people... (laughs) Hey, I'll have you know, you're the one that sent me this link, so... I was more yaying about this being like a horrifying like history, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like, uh, yeah, it's You're like, like oh, great, no. yeah, <laughs> awesome, yeah. Um, so it says most people um are familiar with the story, but for those who aren't, it opens on a pair of children who are to be abandoned by their starving parents in the forest. The kids, Hansel and Gretel, get wind of their parents' plan and find their way home by following a trail of stones Hansel had dropped earlier. The mother, or stepmother by some tellings, then convinces the father to abandon the children a second time. This time, Hansel drops breadcrumbs to follow home, but birds eat the breadcrumbs and the children become lost in the forest. Excuse me. 
Um, so it says the starving pair come upon a gingerbread house that they begin to eat ravenously. Unbeknownst to them, the home is actually a trap set by an old witch or ogre who enslaves Gretel and forces her to overfeed Hansel so she can be or so he can be eaten by the witch herself. The pair manages to escape when Gretel shoves the witch into an oven. They return home with the witch's treasure and find that their evil matriarch is no longer there and is presumed dead, so they live happily ever after. But the true story behind the tale of Hansel and Gretel is not so happy as this ending. (laughs) It says, uh, modern readers know Hansel and Gretel from the works of German brothers Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Um, That's a hard one. Wilhelm Grimm. It is, yeah. I wonder how often people say his name and just like totally screw it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it says the brothers were inseparable scholars, medievalists who had a passion for collecting German folklore. Um, between 1812 and 1857, the brothers published over 200 stories and seven different editions of what has since become known in English as Grimm's fairy tales. Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. This is going to be a struggle for me. Um, I never intended that their stories be for children per se, but rather the brothers sought to preserve German folklore in a region whose culture was being overrun by France France during the Napoleonic Wars. I am struggling right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing fine. It (laughs) It says, in fact, the early editions of the Grimm brothers' work published as Kinder und Hausmerchen. Oof. Or children's and household tales um, lacked illustrations. Scholarly footnotes abounded. <laughs> the stories were dark and filled with murder and mayhem. Mm-hmm. The stories nonetheless quickly caught on. Grimm's fairy tales had such universal appeal that eventually in the United States alone, there have been over 120 different editions made. Um, these stories featured an all-star lineup of well-known characters, including Cinderella, Rapunzel, Rumpelstiltskin, Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood, and, of course, Hansel and Gretel. Um, so it says, the true story of Hansel and Gretel goes back to a cohort of tales that originated in the Baltic regions during the Great Famine of 1314 to 1322. Volcanic activity in the Southeast Asia and New Zealand, or not, What? Not in the Southeast Asia. It's just in Southeast Asia. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? (laughs) And New Zealand ushered in a period of prolonged climate change that led to crop failures and massive starvation um, across the globe. Oh, no, I just clicked on a link. Hold on. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, we're good. (laughs) Um, It says, in Europe, the situation was particularly dire since the food supply was already scarce. When the great famine... Framen. Why do I keep saying Framen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's nothing funny word. about famine, but I'm still giggling because you're saying Framen. So I don't know. That reminds me of, oh, what is it? You've seen Big Bang Theory, yes? Mm-hmm. So, oh, when Sheldon was talking about how he was, I don't know if he was pretending he was an alien or whatever, but he was saying that, like, uh, F- Flurman maybe it was like the sec- his sex organ or something like that. I don't remember. Do you remember that? Like the upper Flurman or something? That actually know. does sound a little bit familiar. Like that term actually yeah. like was like oh that sounds familiar along with like my picture of Sheldon in my head. But like I can't remember anything about that or yeah. I vaguely remember it, but not really. But every time I say Framen, it reminds me of that, and I'm like ah Sheldon, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> 
Anyways, um, so it says when the Great Famine struck, uh, the results were devastating. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one scholar estimated that the Great Famine impacted 400,000 square miles of Europe, um, 30 million people, and may have killed up, off up to 25% of the population in certain areas. Um, in the process, elderly people chose voluntarily to starve to death to allow the young to live. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I get it, but ew. Um, yeah. others committed infanticide or abandoned their children. There's also evidence of cannibalism. Um, William Rosen, in his book, The Third Horseman, cites an Estonian chronicle which states that in 1315, mothers were fed their children. Um, An Irish chronicler also wrote that the famine was so bad, people were so destroyed by hunger that they extracted bodies of the dead from cemeteries and dug out the flesh from the skulls and ate it, and women ate their children out of hunger. Oh, my God. Um, Wow. It says, and it was from this grim chaos that the story of Hansel and Gretel was born. Um, The cautionary tales that preceded Hansel and Gretel all dealt directly with themes of abandonment and survival. Almost all of these stories also use the forest as a tableau for danger, magic, and death. Um, One such example comes from the Italian fairy tale collector. Oh, um, I'm going to screw this one up bad. Um, John Battista Basile? Uh, I probably really wish it. Isn't it Baptiste? uh, uh, What's his last name again? Basile? B-A-S-I-L-E. I think you, well, that's how I would say it. I'm sure it's not correct, but that actually sounds very familiar. And I think you said it the way I would. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, (laughs) First name was rough, but um, so it says who, so he published a number of stories in a 17th century pentamerone. I don't know. Let's go with yes. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it says in his version titled Nanilo and Nanella, a cruel stepmother forces her husband to abandon his two children in the woods. The father tries to foil the plot by leaving the tr- children a trail of oats to follow, but those are eaten by a donkey. Uh-huh. Uh, the grimmest of these early tales, though, is the Romanian story, The Little Boy and the Wicked Stepmother. In this fairy tale, two children are abandoned and find their way home following a trail of ashes. But when they return home, the stepmother kills the little boy and forces the sister to prepare his corpse for a family meal. The horrified girl obeys, but hides the boy's heart inside a tree. The father unknowingly eats his son um, while the sister refuses to take part. After the meal, the girl takes the brother's bones and puts them inside the tree with his heart. The next day, a cuckoo bird emerges singing, Cuckoo, my sister has cooked me and my father has eaten me but now i'm a cuckoo safe from my stepmother like is that like a lock thing like is that how those started i don't know i yeah all this is weird no that's 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 interesting yeah i don't uh, that's a that's quite a leap there i don't know yeah i don't know know. now i'm freaked out about i mean it would make sense if that was you know like yeah Um, So it says the terrified stepmother throws a lump of salt at the bird, but it just falls back on her head, killing her instantaneously. Nice. (laughs) Um, It says the direct source for the story of Hansel and Gretel, as we know it, came from Henriette Dorothea Wilde, a neighbor of the Brothers Grimm, who narrated many of the tales for their first edition. She ended up marrying Wilhelm. 
the original versions of the Grimm brothers, Hansel and Gretel, changed over time. Perhaps the brothers were aware that their stories were being read by children, and so by the last edition that they had published, they had sanitized the stories somewhat. Hmm. Um, where the mother had abandoned her biological children in the first versions, by the time the last 1857 edition was printed, she had transformed into the archetypical, archetypal, sorry, um, wicked stepmother. The father's role, too, was softened by the 1857 edition as he showed more regret for his actions. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he still did it. So, it's, yep. anyway. Um, so, it says, meanwhile, the tale of Hansel and Gretel has continued to evolve. Uh, there are versions today that are meant for preschoolers, like children's author Mercer Mayer's story, um, which doesn't even try to touch any of the child abandonment themes. Um, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, the tale attempts to go back to his dark to its dark roots. Um, in 2020, Orion Pictures, Gretel and Hansel, a grim fairy tale will hit theaters and appears to be, or appears to hedge on the side of creepy. I wonder if that actually came out. Cause obviously this was before 2020. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, listen, that's not like I would even remember that honestly. Well, no, but like, it depends on when it, in 2020 it was supposed to come out. Right. Right. Like, cause there was a yeah. lot of like theaters and stuff were closed. So I wonder if like mm-hmm. it actually did come out or if it was like, I mean, maybe it got pushed to later, or maybe it just never happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh. um, so it says, this version has the siblings looking through the forest for food and working to help their parents when they meet the witch. Um, it seems that the true story of Hansel and Gretel may still be darker than even this latest version. Um, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So. Yeah. I never, you know what? This is one of those fairy tales that I never really cared for. Not just because. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously the creepy, the creepy witch and the, you know, the, the candy, whatever, gingerbread house, that whole mm-hmm. thing, that's kind of up my alley and, and always was, you know, mm-hmm. with the, with the creepy and all that. But like, maybe it was the child abandonment part. I'm not sure. All of it was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Eh, yeah. So not my, yeah. not my favorite. Not, it just wasn't that intriguing to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that like. I'm trying to think of what I remember from, like, when I heard it. Mm. I vaguely remember, like, see, in my mind what happened when I, and I don't know if this is an actual version or if I've just heard different versions and put different things together or what, like, or if my brain was just like, no, we think this is what happened, you know, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't really know. But from what I, like, when I think of Hansel and Gretel, I think of, like, these two kids got lost in the woods somehow I don't know how um and found an old like I don't remember it being a gingerbread house or anything but found like a house in the woods where there was like a witch or something like that and I think from what I remember she ate both of them Mm-hmm. That, that sounds familiar to me too honestly I don't think that was like the first version I heard but that definitely yes I have heard that one like I don't know if that is even one version or if I've just heard different versions and I'm kind of like put them all together somehow like right yeah <laughs> I don't really know yeah, but I yeah either. like I don't remember there being like oh maybe they were like lured to the place with candy or something mm-hmm or I don't remember the house itself being made of candy or gingerbread or anything like that. Mm. 
maybe there was like a trail of candy leading to the house or something. And that's how they found the house or I don't like, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Is this, maybe this is one of the origin stories of like stranger danger, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't take candy that you don't know who it's coming from, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't be so. surprising. <laughs> yep. Mm. Anyway. Um, so what was your is your ass butt moment from this week? Okay, well, I might need a little bit of help remembering all the details of this uh, because it happened to you. (laughs) But um, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal, but I'll just throw that out there before we get started. (laughs) So uh, it's uh, what day of the week was it? It was a Saturday or something. I was going to publish an episode Mm -hmm. and I realized that I did not know what to say about it. And normally we talk about whatever we're going to fucking say, you know, yeah. and, and come to like, like, an agreement. Try and and at like, least like plan yeah. ahead and write it down or something. Yeah. You know? Or like, or like, Hey, I want to say this. Do you hate it? You know, like, just, yeah. we, we just talk about it briefly. And mm-hmm. I realized we hadn't done that. So I, uh, I think I called you mm-hmm. and we're talking and you were like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm in the car going to my parents' house. And like, I think you mentioned that like, you know, Travis was with you and mm-hmm. whatever. And what was I even talking to you about? Oh, okay. So your birthday present, it was your birthday present. And I was telling okay. you, because you were going to come over the next weekend, um, which you did, right? After Killian's birthday. Um, yeah. So I was like, hey, like, I think so we were talking about the episode. And then I was like, okay, so like your present, like it got to me, but like only part, you know, and uh, which is a whole other agent moment, which we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> another, another time. Um, but anyway, so we talked for like, I don't know, 10 minutes and I'm, you know, we're talking about this episode, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about your actual birthday presents that I'm going to get to you. Okay. And, and I know that you're going to your parents' house and you know, okay. And we get off the phone <clears throat> and I'm like, something is niggling at my brain. I'm like, <laughs> there's some sort of connection that I'm supposed to be making. And I'm not like, I get it. I know that something, something has, I have missed something. Okay. <laughs> And I'm thinking about it and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at your birthday presents and I'm trying to figure that whole situation out. And then I go, wait a minute. Today is Rochelle's fucking birthday. (laughs) And I didn't even say happy birthday. I said nothing. I was just like, let's talk about your present. Let's talk about this episode. Okay, peace out. Have fun at your mom's. Like, what? (laughs) And so I'm finally like, oh, fuck. And I call you back and like, you let that shit ring. I remember being like, oh, no, she's already in a mom. She's not going to pick up. I'm an Oh, asshole. no. I Well, because I had so, especially because I work on Saturdays. Well, yeah. here's the thing. It's like, I pretty much always have my phone on silent because on days that I'm not working, I'm usually podcasting. And then there's literally one day a week where, like, I don't have something going on when my phone has to be on silent. So, like, mm-hmm. I pretty much have my phone on silent all the time. So, I'm pretty sure... Like, from what I remember, I, like, didn't even realize that you were calling because I didn't hear any ring or anything yeah. like that, you know, until I was, like, I, like, happened to look at it. And I was, like, oh, shit, you know, like. <laughs> so, I know you picked it up, like, right before I would have hung up. But I was, like, oh, I just thought maybe you were already at your mom's and not looking at her phone or didn't want to be rude to your mom or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I was just, like, damn it, she's not going to pick up. I'm going to have to leave a really crappy message. And, like, <laughs> fuck. But you picked up. And I was just, like. I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. Happy birthday. I just felt so stupid that we're like talking about your present (laughs) on your birthday. And I just didn't remember that it was your actual birth. I just felt like such an asshole. So I'm sorry again. (laughs) I know. Huh? Oh, I was going to say like, at least in like my family, like birthdays aren't that much of like a thing. 
<laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's usually like, okay, like, what do you want for dinner? I mean, that's what we basically do, too. You know, like, it's yeah. not, you know, like, I didn't even... <laughs> I, like, I worked that day. I didn't tell anybody that it was my birthday or anything. You know, like, <laughs> of course, one of the girls. So I was like, I think I was, oh, because I was trying to do something for um, New Year's. I was trying to get people together for New Year's or something like that. And I was like, oh, like, I need to add you on Facebook. So then that way, like, I can add you to the group thing or whatever, you know, like the event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, okay. And so like, she adds me or whatever. And like, then I got distracted talking to her about something else. And then she like, goes on, I was like, okay, like I added you, whatever. Like she, she had like searched for herself in my phone and did the friend request or I don't remember what, it, whatever anyways. But so mm-hmm. she like, she was like, okay, you know, like we're friends now on Facebook. And then she was like, you could tell she was like kind of scrolling through Facebook a little bit. And she's like, what the hell? It's your birthday. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, I just, I don't know. like it's not, it's, it's kind of just another day, you know? Yeah. I mean, so in my, in my, well, with me and Killian and Eric anyway, like, we don't mm. do, I, well, we do a lot for Killian, but like for Eric and I, yeah. birthday, like, we, we, you know, we have a family dinner, basically. Yeah. However, that whole at least a week around it is technically for us birthday celebration time so like yeah we don't like go out and like do crazy things but we're still just like it's my birthday worship me you know like <laughs> that's just kind of how we are with that but like we're not like doing a lot you know so yeah yeah so yeah. basically I just say like yeah August that's my birthday <laughs> yeah, yeah mine's me. in December though so I think part of it too is that it kind of gets swallowed by Christmas a lot of times like oh, I gave up doing like birthday parties like obviously when you're a kid like birthdays are more exciting right but I kind of gave up doing birthday parties like I think I did like a birthday party in sixth grade and after that I just gave up because literally for a few years like two or three years before that like you know, it was always, oh, well, we've got family coming into town or, oh, we've got this going on for like a Christmas party or we've got this or we've got this and like nobody could ever make it, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like, I would invite like 20 people to birthday parties and maybe five would show up. Yeah. So I get it. Like I got to the point where I was like, eh, fuck it. You know, (laughs) I know, I know Killian's birthday is like just what it's like a week, maybe not even after yours. And um, yeah, yeah, and I was, I was, you know, we did a birthday party this year. And, um, and I was like, fuck, like, because yeah, that's a total, that's a thing. So I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I guess I'm going to give these invitations out like a month beforehand. And even Eric was Mm -hmm. like, why are, why so early? You know, and it's like, well, because other people are already going to have plans if we don't. Mm -hmm. Also, Eric's parents were coming into town. And so it was, you know, we wanted to, yeah, have that just all, all figured out. So yeah. But, and as an adult, yeah. like the first and second weekends of December are usually like, you know, work Christmas parties and all that sort of stuff. So like, I can't tell you how many work parties I've been to on my birthday, you Aww. know, because it's like, okay, well, you know, whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, again, like, I probably wasn't going to do anything more exciting than that. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I get dinner and like, you know, and a party, yeah, kind of a party, you know, like, yeah. I got <laughs> whatever, it. you know, yeah. But, yeah, that's just kind of how it goes, especially in December. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. it did not offend me. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, I'm such an asshole. And I it was just like, in my head, it was just like, Travis was just like bitching to you about what a terrible friend I was. And like, I, I was know. Just like, oh, was, no, like, 
Well, yeah. when you called originally, he was we were pulling up to like a gas station or something because I think he was wanting to like bring over beer or something to my parents' house. And so yeah. I don't think he was even like back in the car yet by the time he called okay. for the second time. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I was just like, damn, I am the worst friend ever. Okay. So, no, well, thank you for picking up because yeah. it was going to be a really weird message. But <laughs> I know. And I, as it was, I think I kind of shouted at you like, happy fucking birthday. I suck. You know, so. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. Like, it doesn't, it really, like, <laughs> it really doesn't matter to me. I've, like, I've had friends that I've had since high school and literally, so there's four of us that, you know, we try and like keep up with each other and whatnot. And we'll try and see each other like once a year or so. And like, mm-hmm. none of them even texted me or anything on that day. Like most of them, like, I think the one that was soonest <laughs> to that was like a couple later, maybe the next day. Another one was like a week later. Another one I didn't even hear from until the end of the month. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. you know, still, whatever. Still, you know? I like to, I like to celebrate you. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. What was your Ooh. Is It or Us Fit moment? Ugh, so mine was another like weird OB situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of those. Like, just yeah, the, whole, like the whole subject is ripe for Is It or Us Fit moments, you know? So, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like, I don't know. I'm not really sure like if it's an it's kind of an ass butt moment on this person. But so, you know, I go to this appointment and it was only like my second actual appointment other than like going into an ultrasound or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And this lady who is a midwife, not a doctor, which doesn't matter, but just, you know, that's who it was. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was the strangest visit I've ever had with any medical person ever, you know, like, so, you know, I get. I talked to the, um, uh, the, I don't even know what she was that like put me in the room or whatever. And she was like asking me like, Oh, have you gotten a flu shot? And I was like, no, like I don't plan on it. Cause last time I had one, I had a migraine for three weeks and like, mm-hmm. it sucked, you know? And I was like, I can't live like that. You know, like she's like, oh, okay, I'll just put it on here that you declined. So then that way people don't keep asking you. And I was like, sweet. Thanks. You know? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that that had something to do with this whole awkwardness. Like, you Mm -hmm. could tell that this person was very much like, you need to have X, Y, and Z, and you're a bad person if you don't. You know, like, you could tell that she kind of came in with an attitude to begin with. But, like, that wasn't even the most awkward part. Like, so the actual, like, midwife literally like knocks on the door usually right and they like you go into any doctor they knock on the door they're like hey how's it going like I'm so and so whatever and they just like chat with you the whole time right yeah she knocks on the door opens it comes in doesn't say a word and just like pulls up the little rolly stool and just like sits down and stares at me ew doesn't say anything (laughs) that's weird you know like what expression was on? It was a girl, right? You said it was a girl, yeah. right? Like, what what expression was on her face in that moment? She just kind of looked like, I don't really want to be here, you know? Okay. And I was like, okay, you know? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you having a bad day? Like, what's going on? I don't know if she was having a bad day. She didn't want to see me in particular because of the whole, like, flu vaccine thing. Like, I don't know. Whatever, you know? Yeah. And so she just sits there, and I was like, Eventually, I, I mean, it, it seems like it was forever, but it, it was probably just like, you know, 
a few seconds later, I'm like, okay, well, if she's not going to say anything, then I guess I'm going to say something. And Travis was here the whole time, too. And he, like, thought this whole thing was weird, too. I was like, okay, it's not just me, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, hey, you know, and she's like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. she's like, it's just, I don't even remember. It was just like a vague introduction. And I was like, okay, you know, cool or whatever. She's like, so do you have any questions? And I was like, um, that's usually what you ask at the end of a visit. Not like, right. that's exactly right. you know, yeah. like I was like, oh, I guess, I guess, no, not really, you know? Um, and then she talked about, so be, she was like, oh, well, I see in here that we did a factor five testing for you, which basically, so my family has like a genetic blood clotting thing. Right. So mm-hmm. she was basically like, oh yeah, I see that you're positive for this. So you know, for six weeks after you deliver, you're going to have to take these shots once a day. And I was like, great, like, (laughs) whatever, but okay, you know, fine. You know, just so that way I don't, like, throw some huge clot or something, you know? (laughs) Right, right. Okay, fair, whatever, you know? And, like, that was pretty much it with that. And I was like, okay, you know, like, whatever. And she's like, you have any questions about that? I was like, I mean, I probably will later, but for right now, like, whatever, you know, like, yeah, fine, you know? And so she's like, okay, we're going to do the Doppler now. And I was like, okay, you know, and so usually for when they do the Doppler, like, they're like, okay, like, we're going to have you lay back and let's, you know, they like pull out the end part of the table and they're like, have you put your feet up or whatever. And they're like, okay, go ahead and like, you know, roll your pants down a little bit and like bring up your shirt so that way we can get to your stomach, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And they just kind of in general talk you through it, like, which I guess you don't really need, but like, that's just kind of, that's normal. That's part of the job, you know, like, I don't know. It was weird. So she just kind of like, she's like, okay, we're going to do this now. And she's, and like, I think she might've briefly been like, okay, go ahead and lay back as she's like pulling out the foot thing. So I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm going back, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> kind of weird, you know? And then, so like, I'm laying there on the table and usually like, you know, if you're like chatting or whatever, they'll like, okay, whatever. I don't know, whatever. It was just weird. And so she like, is just standing there over me and staring at me. Not really saying anything, but just kind of, like, standing there with a Doppler in her hands, just, like, waiting, I guess. And I was like, okay. You know, and so I was like, I guess I'm going to roll my pants down now. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> That's so creepy. It was, like, the whole thing was just weird. Like, it wasn't bad. It was just weird, you know. And, like, I looked her up on their website after the visit because I was like, I wonder if she's, like, somewhat new at this. Like, I don't know. You know, like, no, she's been doing it since, like, 91, since I've been born, right? And I'm like, okay, so you've been doing this for, like, 30-plus years at this point. Like, huh? Did you you look up her reviews? You should look up reviews for her. You should. And just see if there's anything in there that, you know, similar yeah, I should do that. I'll probably yeah. do that for done with I, this. <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm interested. Yeah. Like, is it just me or like, does she just not like me or is she just like that with everybody? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's one, th- it's one thing if she's like that with everybody and like, you just know that she just has terrible bedside manner and like, doesn't really know how to do it. But as long as she knows how to do her job, I guess fine, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so I was just kind of like, okay, you know, so I like kind of just like laying there. I just like roll down my pants. And so she's like, okay, and like she doesn't even say anything. She just like squirts a bunch of the jelly on me and like starts doing the, you know, ultrasound or not the ultrasound, the um Doppler thing. And she's like, okay, you know, heartbeats at this. And I was like, okay. And then she just kind of like half wipes the stuff off and then like hands me something else. And was like, okay, I'll let you get the rest of it or whatever, which normally they just wipe it off for you again not a big deal but it was just kind of like 
Yeah. Everything about this seems weird. You know, like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would probably take all those things personally, especially with like the weirdness with the flu vaccine thing. Yeah. And like she never said anything about that, but like yeah. because like I'm guessing the girl that had put me in the room had like said something like, oh, this, you know, she's not doing this or whatever, you know, like, which I mean, okay, fine. Share the information. Like, I don't care, you know, but yeah. like, I wonder if that, like, if she had just told her before she came into the room and she was like, not thrilled about it or whatever. Cause she mm -hmm. definitely like, I think towards the end was like, you know, like we recommend this and this or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, but like not doing it. So, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. Thanks yeah. anyways, you know, like, that is strange. Like what it sounds like, if you take the whole vaccine part of it out of the equation, mm -hmm. what I would guess is that, because it, it kind of sounds like she was maybe like, you know, something going on in her life that she was sort of like stunned by, you know, like if she's just yeah, standing she's there just not saying anything. Not in a good mood, you know, like, yeah, it's fine, but like. Because like, even if she was like unhappy with whatever with you. You know, that I feel like she wouldn't just be like standing there staring for a while at you. It would be more of like a maybe she was trying to rush through it to not have to hang out with you. Or maybe you would, she oh, would I'm, be like, like making that's eye kind contact. Of the vibe that I got was that she did not want to be in the same room as me. And so she oh, was like, I'm okay. going to like do as little as I can to like get out of here. Maybe I don't know, whatever, you know, like, yeah, it was just weird. Like, again, there was nothing like bad that happened but it was the whole thing was just kind of weird you know like ugh, whatever that is so weird. yeah like it was kind of like gonna... you're kind of acting like an asshole right now I don't really know why but like <laughs> yeah okay you know like not a great no not a great bedside manner and also mm -hmm. like this is not a reflection of you but just like pregnant women in general like they're very easily irritated because they feel like <laughs> shit. Oh, that's you definitely know? a reflection. Yeah, of me. <laughs> I mean, I was that way. I think that's yeah. really normal. That's not a weird yeah. thing. So you think that, like, you know, you take that into consideration. To, yeah, not succeed, be abrasive. To succeed in that, you know, profession, you do have to, you know, have a decent bedside manner, or your mm -hmm. reviews are going to be shit, and no one's going to see you. You mm -hmm. know, and like you're going to have problem. Like, yeah, like that just that makes sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it was funny. So when, so I just had another appointment with a different midwife. She was totally awesome. Loved her. Yeah. Um, but when I went to go and schedule for my next appointment, they're like, okay, like, I was like, uh, you know, these days and these times work best, whatever, you know, and they're like, oh, we can do a, this, you know, time with this other one that I had seen that, you know, this, I was like, mm -mm. you know, like, I don't really want to see her again. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, you know, like, if there's nobody else available and there's no other appointments, then that's fine. But I would like to not if I can, you know, good, good. and they're yeah. like, okay, you know, but like, it's kind of funny to me that like, that was the appointments that were like open considering like, you know, like they're like, well, and I don't know if it was just that time or whatever, you know, but like yeah. it, they kind of made it seem like, the last couple times that they've tried to book me with her and once obviously they did that like she's who's the most available and I kind of wonder if that's because she has a crappy attitude like <laughs> probably yeah I don't know, definitely know? look up her reviews because mm -hmm. I want to know <laughs> yeah oh no for sure. <laughs> yeah we'll get there <laughs> yeah. gosh god that's yeah, yeah. that's it was, it's really annoying I'm sorry it, that happened but yeah no, I mean whatever like it wasn't again it wasn't bad it was just kind of weird like I was like I don't really know what to think of this situation right now so yeah, you know, fine. yeah. <laughs> I get yeah. it 
whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No, I, I'm just, I'm remembering like when I was pregnant and had any kind of man with a doctor or midwife that, yeah, mm-hmm. it pissed me off a lot more than it probably would have if I wasn't pregnant. And I'm not saying oh, yeah. that you you shouldn't have been pissed off because that's fucking weird. Oh, but no. I just, it was like a, another thing for like, if you're going to be in that profession, you need to understand that and maybe yeah. make sure that's right for you, you know? And that's the thing is like every other person that I've seen in that building, whether it be for ultrasounds or other appointments or whatever, great. It was just this yeah. one, you know, so I was like, mm, okay, whatever, you know, like, it's not like I'm going to leave, you know, it yeah, was just kind right. of like, yeah, maybe like, I don't, that's the thing is I've kind of decided that if I have to be scheduled with her again, I'm going to do it fine, you know, like, and if it's the same thing again, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to see her anymore, you know, because clearly at that point, like, it's something to do with me, not she's having a bad day or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but How can you like be sure that that's not going to be your midwife when you're giving birth. So you don't, that's the thing. And that's why I'm like, I will give her another shot, you know, and and if things go awful, then whatever. But like, I don't also like, if she is the one that's there delivering when I go, like, I don't want it to be that awkward. Like I've requested to not see her plenty of times and now here she is, you know, like, (laughs) so I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm going to try and avoid it if I can if I can't, then I'll go and see her. And then if it's still as weird or bad or whatever, then I'm just going to like, no, you know, and then yeah. I'll just deal with that when I have to. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to us on our podcast. No, I said that all weird. Okay. <laughs> you did. You can email us at idgetsandaspaspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgets and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and email us your Idget and Aspet moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>